Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I'd like to talk with you about eliminating limiting beliefs. (laughs) What a tongue teaser. Yes, we're going to be talking about how you can show up and just be about what you need to do with no excuses, no fears, and more importantly, attracting the people that appreciate you and your services or products. You're going to get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Okay, and we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, as always, I would love to thank you if you've been listening for the very first time or multiple times. I can't do this without you, so I appreciate you continuing to show up and obviously listening to the podcast. Now, if you really enjoy what I have to say and you haven't yet written me a review, I would love it. Uh, and as a token as a, of appreciation, I would love to send you a little gift. All you have to do is just write your review, let me know, by sending me an email at hello at denisechili.com, hello at denisechili.com. And also you can use that email address to let me know of any podcast ideas or topics you want me to dive into. I'm always excited to lean into what you need and what could help you in your business journey. Also, if you haven't connected with me on LinkedIn, go ahead, click, click connect with me on LinkedIn, just hit that follow button, and you will be receiving tons of content tips, marketing tips, confidence tips, and everything in between. So connect with me on LinkedIn. That's really my hub where I am right now these days. Okay. Now, I love this topic about limiting beliefs. And before we dive into all of that, I just have like this... Let me just set the scene for you. Let me just talk about like really what I'm talking about and how it can really hurt your goals, short-term or long-term, because for a lot of us, we really wanted to make a lot of moves and changes in our environment and our sphere of influence, but because we have doubts and fears and anxieties, it throws a monkey wrench in all of this. So when I think of limiting beliefs, I see it manifest in three different ways. And I have it in peace for whatever reason, but obviously we can use other adjectives. But when I think about uh, limiting beliefs, it shows up in uh, most common form is procrastinating, never accomplishing the difficult, uneasy tasks, only just focusing on just as many distractions as possible. Perfectionism. When I say perfectionism, I'm not necessarily talking about yourself, but in others. I, I had this really recent encounter with someone where they were just demanding a lot of perfections, perfection um, in me and certain things that I was doing. And I realized that she was really trying to distract herself from the work that she needed to do and less about the content that I was delivering. So if you're not careful you can really use perfectionism as a shield to prevent you from examining yourself or examining what you need to tackle on in your particular business journey or adventure. Now, lastly, the other P I have here is paranoia, the belief that someone or something is out to get you. And I see this so much when people feel like, oh, I don't want to make a post or I don't want to put out the sales page because somebody's going to critique it. Somebody is going to make fun of me. Somebody is going to uh, use that information against me. And I'm afraid that it's going to ruin my reputation or 
they're going to write me a negative review or whatever. Like it just comes in different forms of paranoia that somehow someone is that devoted to try to destroy you that you can't function uh, or you can't more or less put yourself out there because you're afraid of the criticism. You're afraid of what other people will say or do. And for a lot of us who are just new in business and it feels like you're just trying to grow in your business and the only reaction that you're getting are the majority negative or may, or or what happens mostly is that you know you'll have like 10 comments that are positive and then one negative person says something negative to you and it just throws you off and you just feel like you're you're worthless and you're not doing anything and then your eyes are always just paranoid searching and scanning for that person that wants to uh, say something negative when in reality the, the person was just mean and bitter and they weren't going to work with you anyway so and you just so happen across their feed or whatever and so that happens a lot but I just want to let you know that if you are being ruled by fear, ruled by paranoia, ruled by perfectionism, that is basically you giving your mind the the alarm system and that says we and we're hypersensitive to anything can, that can look, smell, sniff, or appear to be anything that can make us feel bad about ourselves. So we have to run and hide. Perfectionism paranoia, all of that stuff, right, can, if you're not lucky, stop you from living your dreams, living your best life, frankly. And I'm not just talking necessarily about in business. I'm talking about in life where you're afraid to travel, you're afraid of taking new risks, you're afraid of reaching out and talking with somebody, you're afraid that somebody is going to be negative towards you, all sorts of stuff. And that is, believe it or not, forms of limiting beliefs, believing that you cannot be able to serve your community through your products or service. So this episode is really about knocking all of that down to the ground, cleaning up any negative internal messaging you have, and obviously helping you move the needle needle forward in your life so that you can be able to manifest whatever things that you want. And think of this episode as not necessarily about business. Think of it as in life because for a lot of us, we really do want to accomplish big things in our lives, but because we're the anxiety or fear or procrastination or whatever is going on in your world is speaking a lot louder than your desire for change, your desire to make money, your desire to impact your community. I hope that that kind of lays a good groundwork for what I have to say next because if you don't understand that fact that in order for you to actually see changes in your business and your life, the first order of business is always always having a clean sense, not clean, rather, a very clear sense of self and not thinking of it through the lens of rejection or anxiety or fear or whatever emotion that's keeping you handicapped. Because I do believe that a lot of us are just so capable of doing amazing things, but all that fear and anxiety is preventing us from growing. So I'm going to list out, I am looking at my notes right now. I've got about six uh, 
ways to stop the self-sabotage. I'm hoping I'll be able to reach all of it. <laughs> Not really one for being uh, long-winded, but I definitely wanted to dive into each of these topics that I have listed out so that you can be able to fully utilize all the guidance that I have to share. Okay. But uh, let me go ahead and just list the overview and then we'll talk about each one in detail. So what I have is uh, identify limiting beliefs, stop seeking perfection from yourself and others, stay on t- stay on one place and stop trying to be everywhere, tackle one goal at a time, master the basics, drop the expectations, and lastly, get support. So let's now talk about each one. I think for number one, the identify limiting beliefs, I, I did explain the procrastination, perfectionism, paranoia, but there's a whole lot of other ways that you can have limiting beliefs. Most of the time when I think about limiting beliefs, it basically occurs when we had a bad incident in our childhood or work or something really pivotal in our lives. And instead of looking at it from an objective standpoint, we automatically go straight to, well, I must be a loser. And let me explain why uh, an example of kind of, I guess maybe uh, I I feel like I'm a loser. When I used to work at the Census Bureau, I had a particular boss and that boss freaking loved critiquing and being overly analytical about how certain things were written and how things should be presented in memos and other documentation. And it really messed with my mind in terms of the fact that even if I spent all my time just being really careful, fixing any grammatical areas or structural structural issues or more content related to something, it never was good enough. And I remember even at the end before he retired, it was never good enough. And in my mind for the longest time, I believed that I was a poor writer, that I was, and frankly, incompetent and able to produce certain things. And that gave me the limiting belief of, well, shoot, I shouldn't try that much or I shouldn't even bother working so much here because there's nothing I can do that will ever please. And that, that, that manifested in the limiting belief that I was not capable of improving my communications, written, written communications specifically. Think, think, and, and no one corrected me. No one said, hey, maybe that was just the opinion of one person. Hey, maybe you can take more classes. Or hey, perhaps they have their own internal issues and they just like bullying you. Like there was other variables, other things to consider, but my mind went straight for that. You must be a loser, so stop trying. It's worthless. Now, when I think about the things that I write, I write with ease, like People ask me all the time, for example, like if they read a post that I write on LinkedIn and like, oh, how long did it take you? And I was like, it took me 10 minutes. I mean, yeah, there might be a typo or something like that, whatever. But the point is I can bust out a a post that has a clear message, a clear idea, and something that can give you instant value that didn't, I didn't bust my butt over. I wasn't sweating a storm writing something. This is what I'm talking about is that when you get more tools, you get more research, more not research, when you get better tools, uh, better people who can assist you, better resources, then some of those 
quote unquote hardships or handicaps can go away instantly, but you have to give yourself more information, more new programming so that you can be able to think logically. For a lot of us who have suffered for limiting belief, there is we're not looking at things objectively. We're only looking at things from one narrow scope of view. And because of that, it set us up, it set us up for failure to believe that, oh, I may not be worth it. Oh, it's, not wor- it's not worth my time or energy because I'm not getting the affirmation. And this is a really good point for me to say this, is that if you're expecting people to prop you up and to affirm you every step of the way in your business, this is not going to happen. It's not going to happen for lots of reasons. But the most important reason that I have, I have to share with you is that most people are selfish. You're selfish. I mean, we're all selfish. We're all seeking to get some accolades, get some praises. And we don't have the time to be running around giving everybody attaboys. It just doesn't work that way. People are more more than likely just focused on their own issues, their own things that, that bother them and less about, gee, how, how can I help Denise or Katie or Amy or whatever? I don't... I'm, because it's a recorded podcast, I'm not sure who's listening. So, but you get my drift. You get what I'm trying to say. Everybody's so 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 inwardly self focused. They're not paying attention to what's going on with everyone or uh, behind the scenes. So believe that you have your own worth. You only have your own value, and it's not dependent on what other people say or do around you. All right. Now let's talk about stop. Seeking perfectionism from yourself and others. I mentioned this kind of earlier when about a particular person that was heavily critiquing some work that I that I was doing, and I realized that it was a smokescreen. It was a distraction from issues that she was unwilling to deal with in her own person, her professional and professional life. Now, this is not something that. I don't ever deal with because I think for all of us, we're all seeking to avoid the things that are pain because oh, as humans, we try to avoid pain and seek towards pleasure. And if we can distract ourselves from everybody else, sorry, pardon me, if we can distract ourselves from our own internal issues and focus on everybody else, it could be very satisfying on the short term because it gives us a form of superiority and a image that we are somehow better than everybody else, but it also has that double-edged sword of hurting us because we're not able to focus on improving our shortcomings, improving the things that need a little bit more finesse and, and improvement on. I remember in my 20s specifically, you know, bragging about how perfect I was, bragging about how I was really meticulous with my outfits or with certain attire. And I was like, oh, yes, I have everything put together. And I would look downcast at people who said, oh, your hair looks out of whack or oh, your your clothes aren't styled appropriately or they're not, your clothes aren't ironed or whatever. I just had a zillion and one things that I was judging other people. But anytime somebody mentioned something about me and my style, right, that made me feel uncomfortable. That made me feel like I was unavailable for any critique because how dare you make 
question who I am in terms of my style, in terms of my ideas of what fashion is. Do you see how bizarre that is, right? I'm meticulous about how I look, but I don't want, and I'm and critical about other people, but I don't want to be looking inward that perhaps there's a valid point in something that I can improve my style on, right? We all as human beings don't want to feel that what we're doing is potentially the wrong thing. And perfectionism is not helping anyone, especially ourselves in the long term, because we constantly need to expect that not everything's perfect. Not everything can be beautifully lined up. There are definitely things that we can be doing to up our game. There's a lot of different things that we can do to work to improve, but at the same time, I'm not going to expect 100% or perfection because I know that in life, there's nothing that's going to be perfect. It's always growth. It's always maturity. It's always evolution. There's no point place where I feel like I will arrive. I'm always learning something new. And if you know that you're always growing, you're always learning something new, how in the world can you be expect perfectionism? How in the world can you expect flawless. How can you expect that everything is going to go 100% your way? I think about, I used to go on uh, these cruises in the summertime uh, with my husband. Now with the whole coronavirus and all this business, I don't even know when the next time we're going to go on a cruise. But anyway, I would go on these cruises and I would see the these on ship performance. That's actually the thing that my husband loved to do. He loved to make sure that he scheduled time to watch who it was playing. It could be a magician, it could be dancers, it could be singer, but it would be like a forty five minute show about certain something. And I would watch, you know, the performances and my goodness, they had some really good performers. We went on, we've been on cruises for Disney and Norwegian cruise lines. But anyway, the point of the matter is they would have great performance. And from the outside looking in, it seemed like everything was perfect. But in the reality is, the the fact of the matter is they had a practice for many, many hours. And you bet believe that maybe the second or fifth or 10th iteration, things didn't go well. Or perhaps, you know, as we're watching as a spectator, we don't see the micro little flaws that they might be committing with each step, each move. We don't know, right? We're just looking at the whole overall performance and seeing whether or not it was, it was executed as flawlessly as possible, keyword as possible. And the fact that people were entertained not so much that it was every technical thing done perfectly, but was was the overall thing successful? Was the overall show good? That's the energy that you need to be putting into your business. Like I, you can't expect everything perfect, but we, as much as we love to cross our T's and dot our I's, everything can't line up exactly the way we want to. I'm hoping that you understand what I'm trying to say, that it's not about having everything perfect. It's about making sure that we can be able to tackle our work with the confidence that we put as much in it as possible without overwhelming ourselves. The whole goal is stop the overwhelm. Stop trying to have everything perfectly well done. It's just not going to happen, especially if you are a member of planet Earth.
Okay. Now let's talk about stay in one place and stop trying to be everywhere. Now this concept applies to just a lot of different topics, but for whatever reason, I, my mind is fixed on talking about it on social media because I'm actually using this podcast to be speaking to myself too about this. Now, I, if you look for me, you can obviously always find me on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. But the reality is I really need, at this point, as, as I'm recording this episode in, in April in 2021, I really need to be dialing back my involvement on Facebook, frankly, everywhere except this podcast as I'm talking with you and on LinkedIn. And the reason behind that is because I really want to engage with a certain type of community. And I, this is just where I want to be right now. For a lot of us, we're trying to be everywhere all at once, thinking that if we can just mass spray bullets everywhere, something's going to hit, something, and then we're going to get a sale somehow from it. And you know what? That That's not going to happen because here's the thing about social media. People want to build relationships. People want to build trust. They're not necessarily going to look for you just because they saw the ad. Yeah, you might get a sale here and there, but the reality is you can't avoid building a community, especially especially if you want to grow as a service-based provider. It helps. It's essential that you form trust and you form bond with people, and you can't really do it splattering yourself all over different platforms. At least not for me. I can't do that. If you can do that, send me a message, hello, and denisheelead.com and let me know how you do that because I can't. The point I'm trying to make here is that in order to grow your business, in order to move the needle, you ha- you can't go wide. You have to have a very narrow scope and you lean into that particular area and you don't try to water yourself down by being a bunch of other places. I have been reactive on LinkedIn since December of 2020. And I definitely see a different level of interaction I have with people from how I first started getting on the scene in in December versus here in April. And also after many different little encounters, after many types of questions and asking back and forth and us learning more about it, it gives me a really clear picture about who certain people are and certain people aren't. You don't get that automatically. You don't get that, especially as a service-based provider. Like people aren't just going to be like, "Oh, I get you, I trust you. Let me just uh, hit add to cart and buy your stuff." Like it doesn't work that way, especially if you are building your brand as a as a solopreneur, right? If you're not attached to some type of big company where you you're, you have built-in name recognition. It doesn't work that way. So find a platform, stay on a platform, build those relationships, build those bonds, and you and stop the limiting belief that somehow you have to be everywhere or or here's another limiting belief, or or expect one or two posts a, a week it's going to move the needle. That's another thing. And you might have heard people say, Well, you'll need a post all the time. Here's a fact, here's a reality. People are so busy 
how many times have they been distracted looking at ads or, or thinking about their kids or taking their dogs for a walk and thinking about a whole bunch of zillion other things? We are always distracted. We're always looking at different things. We want to be to- on the top of people's minds, especially people who are most likely able to benefit from our product or service. So if we can show up and show up consistently at on a concentrated place, then that's going to be really able to shift where sorry, shift your the trajectory or of your business towards obviously more sales, right? Cuz that's the whole name of the game, right? We want more sales. Okay. Now let's pivot here and talk about tackling one goal at a time. It's kind of the same similar similar as the last one, stay on one place. Have one specific goal. For example, my goal right now on on LinkedIn, just as an example, is really brand awareness and name recognition. I'm not necessarily focusing on the sale. Yeah, the sale will happen as a result of people getting to know, like, and trust me, but the reality is it doesn't happen automatically. So my my whole shtick, my whole thing that I'm doing is building brand awareness. I sharing more about my personality, sharing more about things I know about, and less about you need to buy my stuff. I believe that the people who want to buy my stuff will look me up. Uh, Shoving uh, offers all the time, left, right, and center on a organic content is really not, in my opinion, the way to do it. I believe fully inbound marketing and if you want to know about how that works, how inbound marketing works, you can send me a message at hellodeniseglee.com or check out my resource, Contagious Conversations, on deniseglee.com where you're very systematically talking about certain things to uh, build intrigue and interest in your product or service. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that you want to be focusing on one thing and one thing alone and not trying to be all over the place because when you're trying to be scattered and trying to do, I need to build sales, I need to be on five different shows, I need to be fill in the blank of whatever you think that you want to be, be or do at this point in time. If your just mind is all over the place thinking about thinking about trying to accomplish all these different things, you can easily get sidetracked, delayed, discouraged, depressed, disillusioned. Uh, there's probably other other D words I can throw out here, but the point I'm trying to make here is that you can't grow your business by trying to accomp- basically build the whole building by yourself, the Empire State Building, or think about some beautiful, tall building. Like You're not going to do it overnight. It takes time. It takes just focusing on just one little aspects about it. And actually, that brings me into the next part and is master the basics. We are not building a mansion overnight. Perhaps we need to work on the foundation, make sure that everything's strong. Maybe perhaps we need to focus on uh, editing or copywriting, you fill in the blank and you talk about and you think about yourself, like what you feel like you need more work on. For example, for me, one of the biggest things that I am working on now is always improving the way I can communicate. Communication is not anything to take for granted, especially as a self-employed or solopreneur. We are our best spokesperson and who better than anyone else than ourselves to be able to clearly communicate uh, who we are, how we help, and what we do differently. Master the basics means that you need to look at 
your core competencies in your business and think about what areas do I really need to just think about how to improve. For example, I, I'm i thinking about a client that is a design shoes. And one of the things that uh, he needs to be doing is focusing on improving the comfort of the shoe. Not necessarily the style, but the comfort. Because his whole unique angle of his unique proposition is that these are stylish, comfortable shoes trying to break in the market of naturalizer and some of the, and Dr. Scholl and some of those other people who are Crocs, you know, and saying that you can also, you can have stylish, comfortable shoes. So the, all he's doing is all he's focusing on is perfecting how to make shoes feel comfortable because he already nailed how to do the style, Right. What can you do when you look at your business like that you really need to amp up that you need to make look better? Another thing that you could be thinking about is I'm thinking about right now an accountant uh, that I'm working with. And this particular accountant is great on the technicals about obviously how to process the paperwork and making sure that uh, documents are filed accordingly. But the problem is, is uh, mastering the basics with them is actually sending out the invoice to the client, which makes no, uh, which just surprises me. But whatever, uh, that you know they're so good about everything else, but somehow not uh, sending out the invoice, and that's coming from you know fear of them not paying or fear that they would object. There's a lot of emotional issues that that goes beyond that. But the point I was trying to make here is that when we master the basics, we're not just obviously looking at what we need to identify, but we also have to identify why we may not have been working on improving a certain thing or a certain task to the best of our ability. Because for a lot of us, it's, if we're not mastering the basics, we're, it's a lot of fear and anxiety and perhaps uh, it makes them feel uncomfortable because of past regrets. So it's not enough to say, okay, I'm going to work on mastering basics. I need to identify what may have limited me or from working harder on just the simple little things before trying to move on to the more complex tasks. Always master the little things before you build on. And actually, that reminds me about something else. I was listening to this book and the, 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 the Habits of Genius. I'm garbling the name of the book. I'm actually uh, I'm trying to... Uh, uh, the Hidden Habits of Genius and very fascinating read. And the author was, was mentioning Simone Biles' Olympus style and, and, they, and there was this interview and they asked you know Simone Biles, Hey, what makes you a fantastic gymnast? What do you What are you doing that's so different? And she, and she replied, "I don't. I just make sure that I master the drills. I master the little the little efforts. I'm not trying to think so much about the entire move. I just break up my tasks piece by piece, and then I go ahead." and try to perfect that instead of worrying about the whole big thing. For a lot of you guys who are listening, we need to be able to focus on just those little things over and over and over and over again and not trying to overwhelm ourselves with having a lot of a lot of difficult tasks. Just focus on the basics. Okay. 
Now let's pivot and talk about dropping the expectations. Well, actually, that's just kind of the other other side of the coin of mastering, sorry, not mastering the basics, but seeking perfectionism. When we're looking for perfectionism, we're actually expecting everything to go our way out, flaws, out delay, without blah, 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 we think that should happen. <laughs> and just focusing on the task at hand, being present, understanding that things can and will happen, understanding that life is unpredictable within itself. And the best thing we can do is do what we can and dropping any type of results. Because here's the thing, you can work so hard, you could show up and do everything that you think that is needed to be done in your business or in your personal life and things just don't work out the way you do. Like I'll give a perfect example. This is not business, but if you're a parent, you understand what I'm talking about is I'm trying to teach my son how to write. And I could have all the environment things set up in place, meaning that there's no TV, there's no sound in the background. He has his pen and his paper. He's sitting down. He's well-fed. He has uh, all the tools that he needs in front of him. But for whatever reason, if he's not, you know, in a bad mood or he's just not feeling it or perhaps I'm not very being patient then the results of him learning may not go well even if I try to control all the environments around me around me same thing goes with your business you can make all the ads in the world you want you can have a great product to sell but for whatever reason if you're not targeting a specific customer then you may not get as many sales so you see what I'm saying? Like, even if you think you have everything lined up, there could be maybe one or two things that doesn't line up. And that doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means that you just need to keep learning and growing and doing different things until you get a sale and then focusing on another and then another. And these things kind of snowball into one uh, into itself. Stop really believing that it if you don't make that sale or you don't hit certain things within a certain period of time means that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means that you're in the process of learning and growing and that's okay. We're all in this together. We're all learning. Then that brings me to the last point about getting support. I mean, we all need support. I just got a message the other today, just today, and I need to respond to it by uh, someone that in my business world asking if I'd be interested in uh, a mastermind or some type of accountability with one another. And I I was really um, honored that she considered asking me. I'm going to get back to her later. But the point I'm trying to make here is that I don't care if it's a coach working with me or working or, or, or somebody else or or some type of other accountability. We need community to help us stay on track. We need community to help us stay focused because if we're just trying to just do this thing by ourselves, we can easily get discouraged. And that sucks. That sucks a lot because we definitely need uh, other people guiding, mentoring, supporting, encouraging, motivating along the way. Otherwise, we can easily get ourselves burnt out, distracted, and discouraged. So 
I truly believe that getting support is definitely another thing that is integral to help us overcome our limiting beliefs because that our support partner or coach or whoever can keep shaking us and giving us like reality or giving us a perspective that we haven't considered or perhaps pointing out other things that we're doing good in our business and other and other aspects in our life and not feeling so depressed just because we just don't see it. It's kind of like planting seeds underneath the ground. And if you if you ever looked at a seed, you'll notice that the seed is coated. It has this like protein coated thing. And for the seed to grow, it has a lot of things that uh, it's an environment that's a lot of pressure, as an environment that can really feel stifling. And then not only that, when they break through, they've got that protein cover that breaks through. And then they've got to pile through all of that soil, all of that earth, you know, being at risk of being cut down accidentally by people walking on it or birds, you know, plucking at it uh, on its leaves or, or its stem or whatever. But if it can emerge and it can grow and it can just bloom, like that was the process of just time. And your support never, your support system is the person that waters it and provides it uh, fresh nutrients on the ground, shields it from danger. That's what community does. That's what your support support system does. Helps you so that you, as, as you're growing through this difficult experience, you can show up and shine. Now, let me, I think I'm done. I'm going to just kind of go through overview of everything that I talked about, about stopping the self-sabotage is obviously identifying the limiting beliefs. Stop believing that you have to be perfect or other people have to be perfect as well. We're all growing. We're all learning. Stay on one place and stop trying to be everywhere. I mentioned being on social media, but that can apply to just other aspects of your business. Tackling one goal at a time. That means that you're not, trying to be everywhere just focus on just the mastering the basics meaning that only one little aspect at your business at a time and not trying to do everything drop the expectations the flip side of the perfectionism just be realistic about what you can and cannot accomplish and lastly get support do not feel like you have to do this alone we grow with community was there something that I said that really caught your uh, caught your ear? I love to know. Let me know at hello at denisegeely.com. And obviously, if you haven't done so already, go on denisegeely.com to check out one of my many resources. I know one of them is going to help you. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.